What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got them beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we the flyers. Barely pay our rent, pay cause our all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel aid styles mm. and barley wine. It's barley wine, We raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. All right, peace. Sports TV and movies too. Oh, top culture. We talk about anything. What's up, beer drinkers? We got a special show for you this week. Two-parter, in fact. In part one, we have the return of Professor Bierkowski. She gives us a beer history lesson on porters. What do you know about porters? Well, I know a little bit more now after the beer history lesson. And I also know that I have a lot to fucking learn. Oh, and as a treat for y'all, I get the opportunity to make myself look like a fool. <laughs> so, oh, that's something to look forward to in part one of this two-part episode. Now, part two of the episode, I'm pretty sure I look like a damn fool. I went back to Santa Clara, California for the weekend to visit my new niece. And Sorcerer Chromatic and I, we went to Bear Bottle Tap Room in santa clara california now bear bottle is a brewery out of san francisco however they opened their tap room uh just within the past year and i hadn't been back to the bay area since shoot february 2000 2020 yeah because I, I watched the 49ers lose the super bowl to the kansas city chiefs that was when my first niece was born and i went to go visit so you know, if my brother has another niece, maybe I'll think about coming and visiting again. Another niece, another daughter, my niece. Anyway, we went over to the Bear Bottle Tap Room. Uh, the Mad Scientist joined us and had some beers. And then we went back to our parents' house and we recorded this drunken roundtable. Oh, my God. I don't remember half the conversation. Um, I haven't heard it yet. Usually when I record these things is I will... we. Will, Sozer Chromatic and I will record the episode. I'll re-listen to it. And then that's when I do all the edits, like the sound effects and the music and the the volume adjustments, stuff like that. And then I record, and then after I, that's all done, then I record this little preamble, you know, the plugs and all that. I'll do that afterwards, and that's why I can give you a description of the show. Well, <laughs> I'm afraid to listen to this <laughs> drunken round table, to be honest. Oh my God! What if we're gonna? We might get canceled after this one. This might be the last uh, cold brew podcast. So let me do the plugs now. <laughs> um, we might still be on Instagram if uh, we get canceled. Just search cold brew podcast and also on Untapped so you can see what we drink before the show comes out. And of course, just want to give a shout out to the Copper State Beer Festival as I've been doing these past few weeks. Because uh, I am going to be at the festival recording live. And you should come out. Uh, tickets are still available. Great stocking stuffer. Or <laughs> shit. Really a great uh, ticket. Great. Uh, I know that a bunch of you out there are planning to go. I see the 
the buzz. I hear the buzz. I see the buzz on Instagram about the Copper State Beer Festival out there in Mesa, Arizona. Bunch of breweries, wineries, cideries, uh, restaurants or food trucks and it's gonna, they're gonna have a live band, they're gonna have a DJ, they're gonna have a podcast, Little Old Me, Cold Brew. And I'm gonna be there with stickers and I can't even think of what the hell they're called. Coasters. That's right, coasters. Always use a coaster. I'll, anyone could use a coaster, right? I'm just gonna have little cheapo ones, but hey, to be honest, if you come over to my place, all I have are cheapo cardboard coasters that I get from breweries. So that's what I use. I don't have any of the nice stuff because I'll probably fucking ruin mine anyway. So anyway, come out to the Copper State Beer Festival. Go to CopperStateBeerFest.com for all the information you're going to need to get there. All right, so the first part of this week's cold brew is Professor Bierkowski schooling us on porters. Because it is now dark beer season, if there is even such a thing, today I want to talk about the history of the porter. I feel like this is a beer style that often gets outshined and forgotten about in comparison to stouts, yet its unique history makes it worth spending time on. Porter is a dark style of beer developed in London, England from well-hopped beers made from brown malt or well-roasted barley. The name was first recorded in the 18th century, and it is thought to come from its popularity among street and river porters. The London Porter became the first beer brewed worldwide with substantial production occurring in several countries, including Ireland, North America, Sweden, and Russia by the late 1700s. The first well-written record history of the porter comes from a man named John Feltham from 1802. He wrote, quote, malt liquors in general use were ale, beer, and twopenny, which was a pale ale. It became the practice to call for a pint of three threads, meaning a third of each of ale, beer, and twopenny, and thus the publican had the trouble to go to three casks and turn three corks for a pint of liquor. To avoid this trouble and waste, a brewer by the name of Harwood conceived the idea of making a liquor which should partake of the united flavors of ale, beer, and twopenny. He did so and called it entire, meaning that it was served entirely from one cask, and as it was a very hearty and nourishing liquor, it was very suitable for porters and other working people." End quote. Several fanciful stories have been contrived to try to explain the name Porter when the simplest answer is that it was called Porter because Porters drank it. The important place of Porters in the economic history of London has now been generally forgotten, but for several hundred years, they were a large, thriving, and hugely necessary part of the capital's commercial life. Besides Feltham's account, most other written accounts also link the creation of the porter style back to London brewer Ralph Harwood, owner of Bell Brewhouse in Shoreditch. And most contemporary beer scholars believe that the porter style emerged as aged or stale versions of brown beer. 
Before 1700, London brewers were distributing their beer very young, with it then being required to be aged by the purchaser. This is where the mixing of three different cask beers occurred. Each cask was known as a butt, and each beer that came from that butt was a thread. A pint of beer might contain several threads of blended beer, with three threads being a well-known term at the time. There were a few reasons this was the case. Think about the quality of ingredients and brewing techniques available back then. Consistency was always an issue. By combining beer from different sources, publicans could cater to their customers' individual tastes, creating unique blends on the spot. And more deviously, it was also a way to use up stale or off beers rather than pouring them away. So what were stale beers exactly? Brown beer brewers prompted by loss of sales to pale ale brewers began trying to win back customers by adding more hops to their mild or newer beer, while the habit also grew of allowing brown beer to age or stale. This would have given the aged beer the sort of tart, vinegary, or acetone qualities found today in Belgian or Dutch Old Bruin or Flanders red styles. The maturing was done by third-party entrepreneurs who would buy fresh, mild beer, keep it until it was matured or stale, and then it was sold to publicans. Porters were known in America and Britain in the late 1700s, but had separate stylistic evolutions. And whether they were brewed as a porter or a stout, they both remained greatly popular until their fallout around the time of World War I, and they experienced complete disappearance with Prohibition. By 1940, the British porter style fell entirely to stouts. The Irish, however, managed to hang on to the porter style until 1974, with Guinness as its last producer. Finally, porters in East Germany survived the longest, being produced through the 1990s, but the style was lost mostly to Schwarz beers or black lagers, as Germans don't fancy ales all that much. It took the Americans to revive the style, even though lagers had taken over since their introduction to America in the 1850s, most of the smaller Western breweries produced a porter until Prohibition. In 1972, Anchor Brewing Company became the first American craft brewery to produce a porter post-Prohibition, followed by others soon thereafter. So what is the difference between a porter and a stout? Porter and stout have a very intertwined history. Stout, referring to a dark beer, supposedly came into existence because strong porters were sold as extra porter, double porter, and stout porter. The original term stout porter was eventually simplified to merely stout. As a whole, there are very few differences between stouts and porters. In fact, they are so similar that the terms and brewing techniques for these dark beers eventually became interchangeable. The two have more in common than they have distinctions. Our friends with the Association of Brewers and the Beer Judge Certification Program have broken down the styles for us. Porter has three designations, brown porter, robust porter, and Baltic porter. And the stout has the distinction of six designations, dry, sweet, oatmeal, foreign extra, American, and Russian imperial. 
The main difference between the broader styles today seems to be that stouts are drier and toastier and porters are more malty and full bodied. Whether called porter or stout, either can be top or bottom fermented, have high or low hop rates, be moderate to high in alcohol, and can range from the color of medium brown to completely black. So, Greg, I have a little surprise for you in my bag here. (laughs) I want to do a blind taste test with you. Ooh, all right. Between a porter and a stout. That sounds good. Are that sounds di- fun. Are you down? I, I'm, yeah, I'm down. Okay. So we need two glasses. Okay. And you can't see what they are. Yeah. I am sure that you have had both of these, though, in your time drinking beer. Okay. That's all. Should I get, um, what do you call it, uh, glasses you can't see through or clear glasses would be fine? No, clear glass will be fine because they'll both be really dark. Okay. Yeah. All right. And through the magic of editing, we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And okay, so now we have two here. Let me look at both of these. Um, all right, one has a little bit head, better head retention than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both equally as dark. I cannot see through either of them. So that that's not going to help. Usually with porters, they, depending on the style, I usually could see a little bit through. A little, they're bit, a little though, bit, yeah. I mean, you can't see through them, but they're both considered clear. Yeah. That That's the weird thing about it. <laughs> all right, let me see. Yeah, so both of these beers are uh, considered, like, good examples of the style of a stout or a porter. Ooh, all right. Both of these have very roasty. I can't really tell from the... Because I thought this was a stout until I smelled this one. (laughs) I thought one was a stout until I smelled number two, and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe... All right, so I'm going to drink... I'm going to call this one number one, the one that's a little bit... um, Got a little bit more head to it. Okay. Uh, it's light, light mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, got some roastiness. Now I'm leaning towards this one is the porter immediately because I have I call it dirt. It's an earthy type of tone um, that I get from a lot of porters, but doesn't mean that it is because I know you're trying to trick me. <laughs> I'm not trying to trick you. I'm trying to test your knowledges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If I get this right, I'm gonna say I have I'm gonna be on my way the road to Cicerone. <laughs> there right? you go. Can I have done this exact taste test. Ooh, that's really good. Holy shit, this is really good. <laughs> I like this one a lot. Um, they both have about about the same light mouth feel. Um, there's something a little bit more refreshing about this one than this one. The the number two is a little bit more refreshing than number one. Okay. What do you mean by refreshing? I don't know. There's like a, like a, it's like, it feels, I, I don't know if it's the correct term to use because I'm not, my vocabulary isn't as good as yours, <laughs> but it feels like it's brighter. Brighter? Okay. Yeah. Than this one. This one's a little bit more. Um, like earthier, you said. Yeah. Earthy down. And this one's more light and up in the clouds. Mm. <laughs> mm. Let me try to take another couple sips. Okay, I think uh, I think number one is the porter and number two is the stout. Incorrect. Uh, I knew you were gonna. Do- <laughs> That's it. Cancel. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna return my uh, beer server c- certification. All right. Well, here they are. 
So Founders Porter, which is quintessential example of American oh, yeah. Porter style, and then Murphy's Irish Stout. Wow. Okay. I've never had a Murphy's Irish Stout. Oh, okay. That's my first. I have had the this Porter. Um, this one's actually really. Is this a, it's a great beer? A, it's not a Baltic Porter. It's just a regular. It's, it's a, just an American Porter. Yeah. All right. It's really nice. Yeah. That is really nice. So one thing that I was worried about that you might notice, because this is nitro, it has a nitro ball in it. Okay. That when you said the head retention, you can see that it's nitro bubbles in there. And I was afraid that that would maybe give it away immediately. Oh, okay. Because that porter probably wouldn't be nitro. No, I've, I've seen porter on nitro before. Yeah. But not, very, not as often as a stout, though. Yeah. I would say like out of 10 times, you'll see a stout over a porter. Yeah. And... I think the porter was like a peanut butter porter is mm. on nitro. And that I, sounds I can't, delicious. Can't remember where I got that. I'm not a big porter guy or a peanut butter guy, but I had to get it because I like yeah. nitro. I bet it was good on nitro though. <laughs> it was smooth. It was yeah. creamy. Yeah. It was everything you thought it would might be. Yeah, smart choice for them. So yeah, so uh, my listeners know that I I, I call it uh, Porter's dirt beer. <laughs> But you like this porter? Yeah, no, there are there are. In fact, when you're talking about Baltic porters, I like Baltic porters mm, better than the the yeah. traditional porters. Yeah, because they are that um, the lager yeast just gives it a different pl- flavor profile. It just switches it up that in a way that I like better than the standard. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's a lot of good good knowledge right there. <laughs> Um, I want to like porters more than I do now. Yeah. So I, I might have to start looking for this uh, founders. Well, not looking, but I know where I can find it. But yeah, if it ever pops up, then I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't stay away. So I went to Total Wine and got these before I came over here, and I was pretty surprised at how many porters they had on the shelf. Yeah. Like local craft porters. So. Oh yeah. okay. I should hit the porter shelf. Who uh. Locally in Arizona, who who brews porters right now? Um, Historic has their pie hole porter. Oh yeah, that was a famous um, one. Especially or not famous, but a very popular right around this time of year. Yeah. Um, shoot, now I can't think of anything. Um, is Ren House is is there? Don't they have a a porter that comes out around this time? I do not know. Uh, like their pie thief is that a porter or a stout? I haven't had it. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't get to try their stuff much because they don't really distribute. You just have to go to the tap room, right? For the most part, it's, they're starting to now that they yeah. have their, their what do you call Up it? Their north, Prescott. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's a uh, huge brew house. Yeah, right? it's yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's like more like a, it's a it's a production facility. Okay, that's what I was the go. term I was searching for. Yeah. Now they're starting to come out here more. Yeah, because when I first moved to the valley, that's the only place you can get it was the the brewery. But now they're out here in. Um, Litchfield Park at uh, Ground Control. I can mm-hmm. get it there. I know Alan has it up at Craft Beer Hop Stop. I think down in Kings they have it. Okay. But I don't know if it gets all the way up to your neck of the woods. I I really haven't seen much Run House up in the Fountain Hills, but that's not like surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Bone House has that corner covered. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Rachel. Appreciate yeah. it. Looking forward to uh, your next beer history heck yeah
Hey, we are recording via the old Cold Brew Podcast Studios. I am Greg. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we are here with what? What is? What was his his? The mad scientist. The mad scientist. Oh, the mad scientist. Yeah. It has been a while, man. Oh, this is the vintage setup, right? Damn, vintage. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is even the pilot show setup, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? The first time you were on, you had that dogfish head, the the pesh, right? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 what's the peach something? I mean, the, I just remember it was the dogfish head. It was, it was before. Good. No, you know, it was before like sour beers were a thing. It was. Yeah. I think it was the. The dogfish had sour peach, right? Dude, and I've stuck with sours ever since. Really? Yeah. Like, it, like sour? Yeah, he even had sour. Yeah, yeah, I had oh. sour today. Okay, so like, I just have to say, like, us three, we were me, we met at Bear Bottle Brewing, uh, their tap room. No, because they're from yeah. San, San Francisco, but they have the tap room now in my hometown, Social Chromatics hometown of Santa Clara, California, and you had bad scientists had the. Imperial sour. Yeah, imperial sour. Like, it how the hell did they? Tartanic. It, yeah, it was tar- tar- Tartanic. Uh, yeah, call of the Tartanic. Damn. You know, they had like a lot of beers on tap. At, okay, so we went to Bear Bottle in Santa Clara. Yeah. They had like a, a lot of uh, beers and stuff referencing like uh, like water and storms and stuff like that. They had that. I had a, I had something uh, like I think I had like stormy weather or something like that, which is an unfiltered lager. Mm-hmm. They had the Tartanic, and they had a few other ones. Oh, I, I, but they also had the Jerry Rice lager. Yes, Jerry Rice Lager. <laughs> so they they called this Jerry, and it was a rice lager, and it was Jerry Rice Lager. And I'm, I was tickled nice, pink. Nice. I was tickled scarlet over <laughs> that one. Um, but how you been, man? How you been? How's the, how was like your your beer adventure since the last time we recorded with us? Well, like I said, I took a bit of a hiatus during the pandemic. It's, right, it's been, it's been a minute since I've uh, since I've dove into the yeah into but, the beers, and just the correlation. That's why he's. Get to be referenced on the show for a while. That's why he forgot. His, oh yeah, his show name because <laughs> it's normally me and him going somewhere. So yeah, now he was one of the original beer buddies. Yeah, I, I still have a, a really big problem with that name, bro. <laughs> like it's just it's it's too simple. It's too like I I I'm I'm, I'm a sophisticated guy. I'm a sophisticated guy, man. Like beer ventures, or I'm, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a beer, I'm a man of the world. I've been, I've been things, I've drank things, and I've seen things, and like I just think. What, what other beer group names have you heard of? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> Cold brew. Cold brew. <laughs> that but at the same time, like nobody can spell it, so you know, <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? Wait, how do you? So C O D. A C O L D B R U E, and you have the umlauts over the O. Oh, yeah, it, it do does O really even have umlauts? Should it should it even have umlauts? I, I don't know what an umlaut is, but the the, the double yeah. the double periods over that, the, that, the letter. Austrian German. Ger- I know the the umla is German, but it might be Austrian. It's definitely a, a one of the Germanic languages. Oh, okay. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so I've, I've I've come to the old cold brew studios in Santa Clara, California, and it's been a while since I've been here, and I'm fucking freezing, dude. I don't know how you. I don't know. I I don't remember how I did this back in the day. Oh, 
You, you guys are in here. You're like you're you're trying to take off your t- tank tops and like <laughs> I got two long sleeve t shirts and a sweater going on over here. You know what it is? It's that California cold of like sixty <sighs> degrees. Dude, I've talked to other transplants in Arizona and they said they are cold when they go back home. They well, it's what? like it, we we get acclimated to the the desert. Uh, uh, what's climate. The, what's the desert cold out there, though? Right now, we're, we're really close to where, where the bear is, but, but, so like our highs and our lows are very close. So it's like in the highs, it's like in the 70s and the lows, like 50s, early, like late 40s. But y'all are more humid out here. So it feels a little bit different. It hits differently. After the East Coast people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, uh, uh, they're not, feeling for us. They're, they're yeah, feeling our pain right now. Right? Not just East Coast, but like also in the the Midwest, like in Minnesota, Chicago. Like, fuck you. That's what they're saying. That's what I'm saying. F and U and together is F U. Don't even come at us with that. Anyway, so we're here to talk about beer. Now, what are you drinking right now, uh, Mad Scientist? Uh, well, what, what have I drank? Uh, currently, I'm drinking the uh, Don Tres Leches. Uh, what do you think? Because I, I know uh, Social Chromatic have it. I don't, I don't, I do not like Tres Leches cake. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of soggy taste. If you, hey. A, a a Dunkin' Donut is a sake pastry yeah, to me. That's so. what I'm saying. If, if I get a pan dulce, I'm, I'm dunking it in some milk. That's, that's what a tres leches is. They they save me the work of dunking it in. Shit. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. <laughs> this like is, that, this like is that. a family show. Not like that. Not like that. What's the the the, yeah. the ABV of that one right now? Uh. Eight percent. 8.5, 8. 8.5. Oh, not too bad. That's yeah, no, not, no, too, not bad. too bad. That's a, like a double. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's just a, it's a flavorful beer. It's a flavor. You know what it reminds me of? Uh-huh. It, it reminds me of uh, Café de la Olla, if anyone knows what the hell that is. It's, 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 oh, I, I know what that one is. Yeah? That's Oscar de la Olla's family's <laughs> fucking uh, coffee. Well, it's actually a cousin of that. <laughs> where uh, you put in um, basically coffee, brown mm-hmm. sugar, and cinnamon. And that that's Cafe Deloitte. So it has a wait, wait, strong, strong cinnamon flavor. What's Mexican coffee? It's got like that raw sugar to it, right? The Mexican coffee? Mexican coffee? Mexican coffee? Um, sometimes like they'll use like brown sugar or like raw sugar. Yeah, yeah. Raw sugar, yeah. Or the molasses sugar, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm about but to open. One, yeah, but this one's pretty good. pretty good. I'm about to open the Firestone Walker Cinnamon Dolce. Dolce or dolce? It, it might be dolce. Dolce, man, man. Maybe it's Italian, bro. <laughs> I'm part Italian. Did you know that? Paisan. Yeah. Hey, Paisan. How's the guy, Bugu? <laughs> I'm about as Italian as Chris Tucker is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he's Italian. You ever see that movie? <laughs> no. Him and uh, Charlie Sheen, what was it called? Uh, something money. Is it money? Is it money talk? Money is it? It might be money talks. When uh, so so, the whole premise of the movie is Charlie Sheen 
is a investigative reporter, right? And he goes and exposes a car wash who's a front for like a bunch of line, like laundering and mm-hmm. like schemes and stuff. And Chris Tucker is the head of that laundry, right? And he busts him. He goes, Chris Tucker goes to jail, right? And then in the process of going from like jail to prison, the bus gets like uh, uh, ambushed and hijacked because another person that was on that bus is a jewel thief or like a a, a high. He's a high profile. High profile criminal. Uh, criminal. So he just Chris Tucker just happens to be handcuffed to that guy, and then he gets like knocked into a criminal syndicate that he has even no like idea that happens. Right? What do we call this? What do we think it was? Oh. He said money talks. Yeah, it is money. Okay, money talks. Okay. Hey, real quick, we should have a show where you get drunk and you describe movies. Yes, I've yes. never seen them. <laughs> this is gold right here. <laughs> well, no, we found out that I've never seen Carlitos Way. Yeah. Drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, no, that's, your drunk explanation of Carlitos Way? Yeah. Pretty legit. I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> like, I think if I heard more drunk movie reviews, I'd, like, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like, watch them. Like, at the movies with Cisco Niebuhr, but like, Drunk Disco Niebuhr. That'd be great. <laughs> but what was the point? What was I getting at with the, the, the whole Chris Tucker, Charlie Sheen thing? That you're oh, Italian. The, the Italian. Oh, yeah. He's, he's Vic Damone Jr. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, like, he comes up with that alternate personality to impress Charlie Sheen's um, uh, future in-laws. And the future in-laws dad is played by Paul Sorvino. Okay. Who you know as from Goodfellas. Yeah. As the, the 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 main guy, the capo or the 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 Godfather in um, Goodfellas, and so he play, plays Heather Locklear's dad, who's Charlie Sheen's betrothed, and Chris Tucker pretends to be Italian, half Italian, and says he's the Vic Damone Jr., which is great. This is and he was friends with Frank Sinatra Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. <laughs> that, that's one of the best jokes of the whole fucking movie, dude. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. Anyway, anyway, so we're part Italian. I do not remember c- cinnamon dolce being pr- pronounced dulce. That, that, wow, what a, what a what a stretch, man! What a stretch. How long has that been? Nice, nice. So, so, yeah. I'm I'm pumping up this fucking episode. Wait, wait, no, no, that, okay, just that, kind of offshoot of that. What, what do you call, if, if somebody is something junior, mm-hmm. what is their son called? Oh, uh, that's me. That's me. I'm G3. I'm I'm the third. Wait, no, so do you go, so, okay, so if it's senior, junior, yeah. is the next one the third? Yeah, yeah, because there's really no other, there's really no other so the synonym. you calling them the first and the second? Well, you know, there you go, there you go. We 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 no, 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 no. Sorcerer Quebec and I have talked about this before, and he has a really logical explanation. All right. Well, okay. Well, so I, I like to remember picture too because I I just became a father again. And, and, and <laughs> oh, the, whole, the, the whole yes. the whole scene. Cheers. 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 Thank you. The whole senior junior nomenclature just this is good. Oh yeah, is it? yeah. Go ahead. Okay. The whole, the, the, that whole nomenclature actually—it just refers to the elder versus the younger, really. 
Like Pliny. Yes, like Pliny. Yes, thank you. So in theory, bringing it back to beer. <laughs> in theory, you could have been, you could be called Junior. Okay. Be, Why? Designating you as the younger one to our father. Okay. As the senior. Oh, and and plus our yeah. grandfather. Yeah. Had a different like first and middle name. Okay, then there's people that are curious like that too. Yeah. Where, where if you don't have the same name, mm-hmm. same first, middle, and even second middle name, then you're not junior. And me and our father have still have the same name. Right. Yeah. So no, no. he could have been the first, and I could have been the second. Right. Yeah. Because he then, didn't. He didn't have the same middle name yeah. as our grandfather. Right. All right. Good. Keep going. So what, what I get back to is is. The senior junior just designates the older versus the younger. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter which generation it applies to. So in theory, if you had a son and you named him after yourself, you, you could be a senior and he could be junior. But he could also but, be... but his legal designation would be the fourth. And yours is still the third. And and you, yeah. you mentioned that's why Garner Minshew called himself the second. Because there was no first, so he right. was not a junior. He right. was therefore he was a second. Right. right. And then I I I think you were there when I told you that like in theory kicking around our names, if I like if I had a son and I named him after like our great grandfather. Right? Yeah. Which Gerardo had, or the yeah, other yeah, side? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had our last name. He would be the second. Not, the second not, of his name. Yeah, not junior. Not junior, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it just works like that. So okay, that makes some sense. That's yeah. why, like, okay. like Prince Charles is the second, right? Because he's not the first of his name, but he's the second to be named that, right? Yeah. Got yeah. It. So yeah. So so the uh, you can have intelligent beer conversation. So yeah. Wow, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, wow. That's, uh, yeah. I didn't know so. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't drink right now, so, but I I can talk about names. Yeah. So so or drive. The, I can't drive, but I can talk about the, names. Yeah. The, the only two. The, the, I guess the only like real junior de- designation that's interchangeable is if you are the second, then because you, you could have you could have junior on your birth certificate or the second on your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. But the the second is the only person who could technically have junior as, as their 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 sub their sir title. Yeah, because yeah. like, offic- like, like officially, yeah, because like like if you named if you had a son and you named for yourself. You can't put his. You can't put junior as a suffix because yeah. that's not correct. So he would be the third. No, he would be the fourth. Okay, so it'd be the fourth. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but he could just casually call him junior. Right. That, there you go. So yeah. Ooh, could I call my son the Hoju then? Yes. <laughs> but but here, here's here's the most pretentious thing ever is no one's birth certificate. <laughs> no one's birth certificate will ever say senior on it, right? Well, if you, unless you're Steve Smith, <laughs> who's the cousin of our boy. Right. No, you can change. You can legally change your name, though, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But it, it doesn't I'm change teasing, your I'm teasing. Yet. I'm going to have a kid just. Uh, you might have a kid just do it. <laughs> yeah, just, Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I mean, going to be my reason. I mean, I, I mean like, like, small claim to fame, but, like, I think we talked about on the show before, but our friend is... Steve Smith Jr.'s cousin, or Steve Steve Smith Smith Senior, the wide receiver from the, the yeah from Panthers, the Panthers yeah. yeah 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 we know we we know his cousin yeah yeah like hundred percent like yeah he, he he has like pictures with him and shit and like yeah. holy crap 
Like, yeah. you are cousins. Like, I thought he was bullshitting, right? Because yeah. he was like, when we were young, our... our yeah, he's our, a hustler. He's yeah, yeah. His name's Larry Boyd. Like, he, he don't listen to the that show. That sounds no, but, like a hustler like, name. But, Larry like, Boyd. he... He used right, to right. tell us like like Steve would now you're not the play he don't listen to the fucking show. Um he used to tell us he know. was cousin with Steve Smith, like, no, nah, you're not. Like you you've lied to us before, like F you, like no way. Wait, so your cousin ever your cousin? No, our friend. Oh, our friend, friend okay, is friend. cousin with, with Steve, Steve Smith. Okay, okay, got it, got senior. It. And I guess junior too, yeah. And then like I remember he showed his picture, like, oh shit, like wow. Like, all right, my bad. Because, like, their, their aunt, their aunt, it was the, his, like, mom's and our friend's dad's were brother and sister, and they died, like, their 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 sister died. So they went to the funeral together, and he took a picture of them, like, see? Like, hey, here I am with Steve Smith. Like, yeah, you can't lie to Like, yeah. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Here, here he is. Anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. I guess when you know when you need to, you need to, right? Oh yeah. Like if you have any relative, like when would you ever like celebrity relative? When would you ever meet him or her other than like a family like tragedy? That's true. Yeah, that's I don't think I don't think Social Chromatic and I have uh, have any celebrity um family ties. But if we ever did, hey, you we find, do it. For I, the, you know, I guess hey, you find out there, right? For the gram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would well, they acknowledge us? <laughs> they wouldn't know about it either. Yeah. <laughs> they got a they got a shadow. What is it? Shadow band or shadow black or whatever? <laughs> oh man. What if they got to do? They said yeah. they, they, they got to do it against us. I'm like I would do the first thing. You never know with all that twenty three me going around now. Oh yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Have some random show up and be like, oh. Hey, we, we might be related. Who, yeah, knows? Know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. All right, you know what time it is? Gabagool. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because my favorite segment is time the Cold Brew List. Let me ask you this. Hmm. Are you drinking Christmas beers? Maybe. Is this a... Uh, Firestone Walker Christmas beer? Cinnamon Dolce? Dolce. Dulce. Well, I have a list of 13 festive Christmas beers to buy right now. 13? Ales, I'm sorry. 13, maybe 10. So I'm going to shoot them real quick. All right. Lucky 13. From Rogue, right? Rogue out of uh, oh, yeah. Oregon. Of, yeah. They have their Pringle Crusher. Oh, and never the, heard of it. The can art on this is awesome. It's basically a. Uh, the uh the flying elbow off the top rope. Oh, all right. So it's a rum ball inspired ale, is flavored with vanilla aged oak rum barrel tip. It is available nation. Oh yeah, look at Santa with the elbow pad. Next, next is from uh I know it's back east from Harpoon. Winter warmer Harpoon. All right, uh, uh, I like Harpoon. Uh, I think they did them the uh, Dunkel, uh, the the Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, yeah. They had, they had the, uh, uh, Collaboration. Uh, this is from Asheville, oh, North. For another episode. They're from Asheville, by the way. Okay. Nash- Asheville, North Carolina. North Carolina. 
uh, from a small touring company, The Exodus. Okay, uh, so Schmaltz is out of, I think, I want to say Coney Island, or they're, they're from New York. Right. And they do a lot of uh, Hebrew-style yeah, beers. Hebrew, yeah. Exodus is not far from them. Um, so, yeah. And it's a Hanukkah ale, I think. Christmas. Wait, wait, the Hebrew. Oh, it's a holiday beer. Okay, it's not a Christmas. Okay, this is yeah, a Christmas yeah. beer. Okay, okay. Happy holidays. A holiday. Lit. Okay, all right. You're from right. California. Yeah, okay, be yeah, the yeah, progressive. No, no, I get it. Okay, okay it's a holiday. Yeah, so list. it's a Hanukkah ale made with the the four sacred fruits: date, figs, pomegranates, and grapes. Wait, pomegranates are sacred? You know it. God, those are the worst. Anyway. <laughs> No, the only thing bad about pomegranates is how hard it is to get them out. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from Breckenridge Brewery, the Christmas sale. Can you speak for it? Uh, oh, it really does. It really does. Yeah. No nonsense, man. The next <laughs> Victory Brewing Company, they're Merry Monkey. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a Belgian style. It has hints of cranberry, orange, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Is is it Victory has the monkey knife fight or is it a different uh, brewery? Uh, okay, I don't think it's Victory. Okay, all right. But I know uh the company that did monkey knife fight went out of business. However, an- another company, Power Brewing, they bought that that brand, and now you can get monkey knife fight from Tower. Tower Brewing? Do they did they used to own Tower Records? Yeah, I think so. No, <laughs> oh, okay, so. They're going to go out in like a decade. All right. They're out of here. All right. Hey, but before they're out of there, we would. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm going to look up Nucky, Monkey Nunky. Monkey Knife Fight Beer is. I, I just wanted to. The Rubicon Brewery. Oh, yeah. Now home by Tower. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So it used to be Rubicon. All right. I just want to. I just wanted to. Uh, uh, See who originally brewed it. Brewed no, it. I get you. And, like, yeah, that was the thing I forgot who did originally. Right. But I know we featured it on the show one time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I know we talked about them going out of this. All right, next. From Bell's Brewery, their Christmas sale. Oh, the, the, the recently purchased Bell's Brewing, yes. Right. Out of uh, known for the two hearted. Right. All right. And then, uh, from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, their celebration mm-hmm. ale. Classic, oh, classic. yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Fresh Hop Ale. Yeah. I love that fucking beer. And that ends this week. Very nice. What, what about you, uh, Mad Scientist? What would you consider a great um, Christmas beer or holiday beer? Well, I'm actually looking at one of, one of my favorites. I know, right? I, I like see that. you right now. Yeah, I see you just, right now. It just so happened. Yes. Anchor Brewery, love their beers. Uh, they're uh, they're a special ale, the, the little Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. From that's, them. Yeah, that's what it's called, Merry Christmas, Happy New yeah. Year ale. Yes, yeah, and it's, it's, it's always got a different uh, label on it. Like the the illustrator might be the same, but it it's always a different one too. Yeah, very nice. All right, um. We drank a lot of beers on this one. I've had the Firestone Walker Cinnamon Dolce. I've also drank the uh, Stone Imperial Star Fokker. Wow. That sounds like a mashup between like uh, 
Meet the Fockers in Star Wars. <laughs> or Star Trek. Ah, Star Wars. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and then you've had the... Uh, yeah, I've had the uh, Stone Tres Leches, the Cerveza uh, Murieta, the by Altamont, Lager. Altamont Beer Works, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Radioactive Fallout. By, uh, who, who did that one? El Segundo. Yeah, El Segundo. El Segundo. Yeah. What, did you, what did you have? Uh, um, uh, right now I have the Game of Thrones by McKellar. McKellar, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Game of Thrones, the, the Lager. Uh, I had the other... Uh, I had a Fest beer from... <laughs> <laughs> when you've had to win. Yeah. Pendragon. Oh, the Pendragon, yeah. Pendragon. The Pendragon, yeah. And I also had a... Uh, Anchor. Oh, the anchor, yeah. The Merry Christmas, Happy New Year that uh, um, Mad Scientist has been drinking. All right. So, uh, yeah, this is a special in live, in color, in the flesh, R-I-L, as you generation Xers like to call it, um, version of Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. Oh, are we gonna rate these or like nah? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm 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 too drunk. Yeah, I, I'm I, drunk. I, I am gonna say that Tres Leches is my favorite. I'm, I'm gonna throw that out there. What was what your favorite uh, social chromatic? I don't know. I think I don't think I had anything new. The... My favorite was the uh, the anchor. Oh. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So that was my favorite of the whole. Yeah, night. it's good this year because they they tend to switch it up a little bit. Every yeah. Celebration switches it up more. Oh my god, yeah. so celebration was awesome. I've already had that one, but my favorite right now, um, I had it like a couple, a few hours ago. The uh, the anchor, anchor brewing. Happy, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, all right, I'm drunk. I gotta get out of here. So, on behalf of me, social chromatic, mad scientist, we like to wish you cheers. Until next time. I'm a pitiful sight, and I ain't all that bright. I'm definitely not chiseled from stone. I'm a cheat and a liar, no woman's desire. I'll probably die cold and alone. But just give me a chance, cause deep down inside, I swear I got a big heart of gold. I'm a monogamous man, no more one night stand. Come on, honey, let me take you home. Yeah.